In a world where best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Hello and welcome back to Shit Show. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> Crept up on you. Was all of that chat about how Snoop Dogg's favourite food is Rissoles before we went on air. <laughs> welcome to Shit Show. You are joined by my co-host Rig. I am Gus. We sound the same. Welcome to Shit Show. Yes, hello. I am other Gus. Hello. <laughs> it's your weekly podcast that investigates histori- historical events <laughs> where oh, the wheels Jesus. have come off as much as that word. <laughs> Hysterical Russell. Hysterical. You're still in Snoop Dogg mode. It's <laughs> the worst. Hysterical. So, as you can tell, we're thoroughly underprepared. If it's your first listen to this podcast, get the fuck used to it because we are just two blokes at the coalface trying to make a difference. We're so underprepared that the actual podcast has been put delicately to one side to be replaced by our favourite Pull the wool over your eyes episode, <laughs> otherwise known as smithereens. Yes, love that. Because we've been put to the side, much like my brother and I when Dad left. That's my first story. <laughs> the story of Rick's childhood. <laughs> you want to hear about a real train wreck? Holy shit. It's homegrown. <laughs> oh, and I've it actually is. got Rick's mum in here to tell the full story. <laughs> wow, he actually turned to the door. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I would actually expect you to do that. Well, I mean, if if my mum was to come in and tell a story on, as she calls it, shit thing, <laughs> then she, A, wouldn't have a story that could fit inside our allocated two-hour time slot because all mum's stories start in the middle and have no end. <laughs> so it would be a branch that keeps branching <laughs> for two hours and five minutes. And I know if I ever tried to contact your mum and be like, hey, Margs, can you... And then say that if she hears my voice, she'll just hang up. Yeah. Oh, completely. She'll be like, hi, it's Rig. She'll be like, who? And I'm like, Rig. She'll be like, I don't know a Rick. No, Rig. Margo, it's Rig. Are you She'll the Rissol like, man? Are you oh, on God sh- damn Are it. you the host of shit thing? Yes. Oh, I'm busy. <laughs> wrong number who this. <laughs> anyway, so this week we are bringing you a series of story times that yes. weren't quite grown enough they didn't quite uh they were the runts of the litter (laughs) they didn't they didn't get enough uh interuterine nutrients to make it the full distance they did not reach sexual maturity (laughs) they did not so uh, i mean theoretically they lived a full medieval life (laughs) (laughs) but we'll be bringing you two shortish stories each uh, in the in the scheme of this show which means they'll still be quite long so strap your dicks (laughs) You gonna start? Well, with that glowing intro, yeah, maybe I should. Amazing. So, <laughs> Rig with the first story. <laughs> you actually do sound like my mum. Maybe you have been hanging out too much because <laughs> that's what it would be like. Silence and then, well, aren't you gonna say something? <laughs> anyway, it I'll was get real started. quiet with your dad left. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a vacuum of noise. Right, so back in 2015. So I'm casting my mind back. My God, this is modern for you. <laughs> so modern. <laughs> Anything with a two in the front that doesn't end in BC, <laughs> you should be thankful for. Weirdly, the third century AD, an absolute banger. <laughs> Full of hits. <laughs> You've cast yourself aside. <laughs> it was a weird time. So back in 2015, there's a man named Philip Davison Seabury, and he's managing director of an engineering firm in Wales called Taylor & Sons. Good. Which 
Pops is great for him, I suppose. <laughs> so you, you look at me like I didn't read my engineering monthly <laughs> where this guy's a <laughs> dead set Just hero. stacked up in the corner, still wrapped in plastic. So he's in holiday in Europe. And he, well, Good I mean, he's fr- well, he's from he's Europe, from Europe but it's just called he's in, where he he's lives. He's in nice Europe, yeah, because <laughs> we all know Wales is not Sucks. nice Europe. <laughs> so his phone starts ringing from customers of his company, uh, just berating him. I'm just going to stop you very quickly. I've just realised that this is 2015 because I'm so used to you bringing me something from the 1700s. I was like, <laughs> the carrier pigeon what? arrives <laughs> in the what? bell tower in medieval <laughs> France. <laughs> What sort, <laughs> what sort of bizarre horseback phone <laughs> is he being delivered? And is this Back to the Future? <laughs> Marty! <laughs> I need to tell you a story about the future. <laughs> Wales is still shit. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> the Germans are gone. Stop. <laughs> so Why am I a telegram? <laughs> Don't fuck your mouth, Marty. So... He's uh, he's in nice Europe. His phone starts ringing from customers of his cus- uh, of his company, just berating him. Customers of his customers. Yeah, absolutely. It's it just keeps branching. Like your mum's story. <laughs> the customer of my customer is my colleague. <laughs> oh, customer, my customer. They all started standing on tables, pledging their allegiance to him, like Robin Williams. So they're all calling and being like, "Where are you, you, you <laughs> sack of, of shit? Where, where's my money? You got enough money for fancy holidays outside of <laughs> shitty Wales, but not enough to pay me, etc." So sounds like your standard Christopher Scase type operator, right? Man strikes up some deals, sails to the Caymans to eat and drink cocktails <laughs> until he croaks it, right? Man buys oxygen tank. Man joins Elvis. <laughs> Two men live happily ever after. Exactly, but it's not that. Philip heads home and finds the firm is an absolute shit show when he returns. Ah, 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 said it. Ah, oh. Ooh. <laughs> so all of the orders are cancelled. Contracts are lost. Credit from suppliers have been withdrawn. Has been withdrawn? Credit, yeah. Has been withdrawn. Philip's whole world starts crumbling down as the 124-year-old business goes into administration. Mm-hmm. So he's forced to front up to his employees. He has to lay off all 250 people. <laughs> so the whole the whole company. So all of the whales. <laughs> <laughs> and these whales are like, how am I going to feed my pod? <laughs> I'm sorry, but there'll be no more tuna for anyone. <laughs> wow. Imagine a factory completely staffed by whales. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, Crystal. Crystal Davis. <laughs> Send us <laughs> an image. Do not waste her talents. <laughs> Send us an you image. Do of not the waste Wales her talents. Factory. <laughs> Wales factory. So he goes about finding out what has happened. So he pulls over the books. He looks over the deals and he makes all of the calls. Yeah. <laughs> via horseback phone. <laughs> nothing is out of the ordinary. <laughs> okay. Well, nothing's out of the ordinary. What are you talking about? He just fired 250 whales and he has a horseback phone. (laughs) He finds that the business is classified as being in liquidation, according to Companies House, which is a... It's like a government agency that registers all businesses in in the UK. Sure. It's like ASIC. Yeah. So... Taylor & Sons was a proud family-owned business that wasn't in liquidation at all. Mm -hmm. Taylor & Son, however, was in liquidation. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And and over at Taylor & Son, all 250 of their whales (laughs) were stoked. (laughs) They were loving (laughs) lives. 
they're just there snorting plankton. <laughs> Going absolutely ham on lines of the stuff. <laughs> Just mainlining krill injected into my veins, say the whales. We're going to live forever. Oh, wait. <laughs> and the whales do say, oh, wait. Because what they do find out is, is, is that obviously an error, a clerical error has been made. So someone at the company's house offices has added an extra S and started a chain reaction of events that leads to the demise of Taylor and Son. Oh. <laughs> Philip is <laughs> not as st- stoked as those whales high on plankton. <laughs> he and hundreds of whales <laughs> have lost everything. So he he sues the government. Yeah. So as as you would expect. As, as you would. What do you think the government's response was? It's the Welsh government. I bet they told him. C W W W Y W W C C C C Y, which which spells uh, fuck off <laughs> in Welsh. <laughs> they just said they said I don't know. Sounds like England's problem. <laughs> we hate those guys, don't we, guys? Good. I'm glad we got this sorted. It's like when a pet is really bad. <laughs> it's like when the pet is good. It's my pet. When it's bad, it's your pet. It's like actors. Yeah. Russell Crowe. <laughs> when he's in th- when he's won the Oscar, he's Australian. When he throws a Pigs fucking a phone at a maid, he is suddenly Kiwi. Until the end of his days. So the government's response was, and this is like their legal defense basically said, it was a mistake that was unforeseen. What are the odds? Shrug emoji. <laughs> <laughs> and the judge just appropriately laid the hammer down and was basically like, and he probably should have stung him for being extra stupid. I mean, how do you go into a legal proceeding and be like, what are the odds? That was unforeseen. It's like, I got news for you. I wasn't wearing a tie. <laughs> wasn't Lionel, wearing a tie. Hunts, <laughs> you've done it again. <laughs> so, nine million pounds were awarded in damages. So, which, I mean, the whales. Yeah. <laughs> Which the sons <laughs> were, were happy, but also like you know what, this only goes so far. Yeah, You've got e- big families. Exactly right, especially because the government appealed. <laughs> <laughs> I love when a government appeals the legal system inside the government. Yeah. So it, it's uh, I understand that yes, and before all of the lawyers lawyer that listen to this show <laughs> write in are like. They're completely different government agencies. One of them is separate to the other. It's like, yeah, well, they're all under the same umbrella, buddy. Yeah. So just calm the fuck down. Yeah. If you have that system in place and it's effectively like going down to your local corner store to say, cool, I'll just have the regular, your first name basis, you yeah. know the guy behind the <laughs> counter, he knows you, and then all of a sudden you're banned from it and there's another bloke behind the counter that's like, price just went up, also... It's three times that. Also, I'm a whale. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck just happened? What? What the hell? But yeah, no, the government appealed, saying that the court would be making a, quote, dangerous precedent. What precedent is that? Do your fucking job properly, double check your shit, and you won't get sued for nine million quid? <laughs> like, what's the, I, I don't, what is the precedent there? It's like, uh, uh, no, hey, no, you whales, <laughs> you... You're, you're playing with fire here. Uh, no more son. You must have at least two sons to register a business. 
No more, no more businessmen with a singular son allowed in Wales. But imagine how common that name would be. Like Taylor and Son, I'm sure there are multiple. That it wasn't just these two, surely. Look, it's no Jenkins and Son, of which Wales had four billion registered, but <laughs> and it definitely wasn't any H W Y C H Y W W C H and Sons. Oh, because Beck. there are a million of those. Um, yeah, I don't like bureaucracy is is dumb at the best of times, but you also just have to cop when one person fucked this up. I, I just don't there's get... No, there's no protocol to fix here. It's just someone fucked it. I just love how the government, probably thinking that they were going to win, was like, great, it's an open and shut case. They've gone to the legal proceeding and it's like, well, it was a mistake. Hope that's all cool, Your Honour. <laughs> anyway, going to go and do fucking whale shit. And then <laughs> the judge is obviously like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> like, you've ruined this company. Like, you've lost all these people's jobs, like... How would you think you would walk away from this unscathed? <laughs> and the government's <laughs> just gone, shrug emoji, it was a fucking mistake. What do you want me to say? People make mistakes all the time. That's why pencils have erasers. <laughs> That's yeah. not a legal defence. <laughs> no, but it's also not the worst legal defence ever put forward. It's just up there. Yeah, exactly right. I didn't mean to murder her. <laughs> I just wanted to stab her multiple times. Like, what the hell? <laughs> It was a mistake. She wasn't meant to die. It was meant to be attempted murder. <laughs> How the hell would that go down in a courtroom? Uh, that is absolutely a defence that has been registered. Promise. <laughs> Pro- it, it promise I reckon it would have been right? Definitely. It's it's right up there. OJ got off. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that defence is old up mate there. Sh- old mate shit bomb. <laughs> Maybe it's just that I wanted to send a message <laughs> defence. But yeah, that's the first one. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'm taking you to 1916. Oh, thank God. I thought you were, I thought that was a threat. <laughs> I'm taking you out. I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm going to clamber over this table and end you. You just look outside. It's just My oh. mum's there. <laughs> she was here. Thank you for calling her. It's <laughs> she's ready to take you home, uh, out at uh, home. <laughs> it's a whale with a sniper rifle. Um, so, Ferruccio Lamborghini, yeah, is born in Italy, twenty eighth of April, nineteen sixteen. So, towards the end of the war, Second World War, uh, he he marries. Um, unfortunately, his wife dies. His wife's dead. Uh, <laughs> He then... Fuck you. <laughs> Every fucking time. He, he decides He marries his wife's dead. Straight away. Straight, well, I so mean... He's ma- so she was dead before... What is this, some creepy Carl shit? Is this <laughs> creepy Carl Redux? The Italian version? <laughs> Italian creepy Carl. <laughs> creepy Carlo? So, so is that what we're dealing with right so now? <laughs> Slightly annoying Mario. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he marries her and then she dies sometime later. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. She was alive when they married. Positive. It says it in Great. the story. <laughs> also, they have a kid together, then she dies. Right. So, <laughs> so anyway, but his wife, as we've established, <laughs> is dead. Yeah. Uh, that is important to note in no way whatsoever. Yeah, I know. You, d- <laughs> has you nothing, do it just it to has do it. N- nothing to do <laughs> with this narrative <laughs> arc. <And you laughs> 
And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, the day I stop doing this is the day you stop laughing. (laughs) (laughs) So, he is... He's got a keen interest in mechanics and uh, he, he was serving in the Air Force during World War II. So afterwards he takes heaps of the old military um, trucks and, uh, and jeeps that got left over, turns them into tractors because Italy's like, bang, time to restart our economy uh, slash that didn't go so great. Uh, we're going <laughs> to start fuckloads of, uh, of agricultural bursts and so yep, yep. Tra- tractors are all the rage. Yep. He makes a dickload of money really, really quickly. And as anyone who comes into a lot of money uh, and also is a widow, <laughs> he, has, he has no money. He, ma- he doesn't have to take anyone. He, <laughs> ta- he makes a dickload of money, as many people do who come into money. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Hold on. Fuck he was you. rich, as many people with money tend to be. <laughs> I'm going to roll the tape back. One sec. <laughs> All right. Well, upon rolling the tape back... I feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still accusing you <laughs> of saying that. That's, that. that's fine. It's a points decision. It's a draw. <laughs> because <laughs> as, as I was saying, as anyone that, like anyone that comes into money, he decided to splurge cash. Uh, also, All right, you just didn't have any punctuation before. No, <laughs> Is that no. your defence? No. <laughs> W-W-Y-C-C-C-1. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather I tell you it in Welsh? <laughs> uh, so... He also doesn't have to take his wife on any dates, so he's got a lot of cash up the sleeve. <laughs> so, so <laughs> did I mention that his wife is dead? Yeah. So, so he buys several luxury cars. Yep. The top luxury car in the world at that time Ferrari. is what? It's a Ferrari. So. He's got a passion for cars. He uh, starts tinkering with them and feels that Ferraris are uh, a bit noisy, not suited for the road. They're uh, effectively very good track cars that have shitty interiors. Also, the clutch keeps giving out. So I can see how that would be annoying if you're a mechanic. Sure. So what does he do? He keeps taking it back to uh, to get repaired. Um, He has to drive it for... 100 miles to um, to the service centre. They fix it every time, but he's starting to get jack of it. So, decides, you know what? I'll take it up with the top dog. Enzo Ferrari. Yes. He walks in <laughs> to talk to Enzo Ferrari and brings it up with him and says, I have an idea <laughs> of how you can fix your clutches and uh, and sort this out because I keep wearing out. Uh, and also the cars are a bit loud, and uh, there's a way to um, to solve that. I've I've done it in my tractors. Enzo Ferrari says to him, "Se un camion de merda con una micropene." <laughs> you said micropenis. What that translates to is, you are a shit truck with a micropenis. <laughs> <laughs> you. Fruccio Lamborghini is not pumped about that. <laughs> and goes, is that a direct quote from history, is it? Yes, it is. It's straight out of the Wikipedia article. I'm amazed, off. That, I'm amazed that they printed Piss it. Piss off. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, so Lamborghini goes home and decides, you know what, I'm so incensed that I am going to start my own, uh, my own car, the luxury car line. <laughs> So this is already taking one of those things of like, 
just to spite someone. <laughs> it's just like the amount of times someone has said that, said something in spite, but has not gone through with it. <laughs> must be innumerable, right? Yeah, the amount it'd, be of mo- it'd be most of the times. It'd be most of the times. <laughs> Obviously, this guy, I mean, we know his name, we know the cars, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, you you know that from here, he does make luxury cars. Oh. He, <laughs> <laughs> however, <laughs> what what you don't realise is that he's so incensed. This whole This whole thing is just big old red-blooded Italian rage going back and forth. So Lamborghini's now so pissed that he's like, great, I'm going to not only start my own luxury car, I'm going to go to Ferrari's workshop and poach his head designer and his head head engine builder (laughs) and say to them, great, so you don't like these, uh, these conditions that you're working in? Come and work for me. He doesn't have a factory at this point. He's just literally promising shit based on the stupid amount of ducktails like cash <laughs> that he has in his swimming pool. <laughs> Do you know what? I've got so much respect for old-timey people in the old country. They were working jobs. They were creating luxury cars, raising kids, and have the time to establish lifelong enemies <laughs> completely. <laughs> How fucking good is that? I barely have five minutes for Spanish every day on Duolingo. <laughs> it's and it shows. He, he out there. Me, I think I'm El Perro Grande. <laughs> I got nothing on this cat. <laughs> he's he's literally looked at it and gone, yeah, okay, I can make three times the amount that I'm getting for these uh, tractors that I'm building if I make the best sports car in the world. And when I read that, I'm like, only three times? How fucking much are you getting for these tractors? <laughs> or how cheap is a sports car? I think it comes down to that whole thing of how much do you really need in life? Do you know what I mean? It's just like... He, uh, I think take whatever he, that number the, is the, the and times it by a three. trillion. <laughs> success. <laughs> these guys... Success, he's, he only wants success to spite Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even care about because otherwise, no, seriously, otherwise he would have just kept making tractors. Oh, but also he would have kept making tractors if Enzo Ferrari wasn't such a fuckhead. <laughs> like when someone comes in to ha- to complain about a product that you make, which I love, he's gone to the founder like he was the fucking head mechanic at the servo. Completely, <laughs> <laughs> like he's just he's got like grimy hands and he's just got a shitty desk. Like above the workshop, I, I like to think that it's no, it's not even that. He's just literally hanging out the front on a constant smoker. <laughs> no, what he's actually doing <laughs> is he's got his pants up to his armpits, <laughs> sipping on his fifth espresso <laughs> of the day. All also at the front desk on the ground also level, chain smoking. Oh, what have we done? Is that the stereotype of every Italian businessman in history? I think we just did it. So. So, Lamborghini goes, great, I am going to uh, launch my first car with the poached uh, designer and engineer from, uh, from Ferrari yep. without a workshop in four months and tells journos this, who are like, this is the best, he's going to fail so hard. Yeah, Motherfucker trolls out a Lamborghini 350 GTV at the Turin Motor Show four months later. He, he, no joke, gets this thing done, the prototype, in a barn 
<laughs> drives it over to the motor show, then gets sponsors from that, builds a workshop, builds a factory, builds a legacy, etc. And Ferrari is there at this motor show. Apparently, when this car rocks up, because Ferrari had been uh, talking to all of the journalists without, I guess he'd never lost a, a car fight before. <laughs> he hadn't seen Fast and the Furious two. <laughs> <laughs> where, where all the revenge stakes I come think you'll back. find it's called Too Fast, Too, too Furious. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Fucking not, infidel. <laughs> not up on my Paul Walker films. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> anyway, uh, so when this Lamborghini drives in, Ferrari's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this has is, this is not gone well. Until... A couple of years later, fast forward, and Lamborghini has not spent his money particularly well. He starts to run into financial difficulties in the 70s. Uh, he unfortunately has to sell his tractor business, which was really what he was in it from the, uh, from the start for, uh, and then exits the, like Ferruccio Lamborghini, exits the entire um, industrial scene in 1974. Right. And uh, Lamborghini's bought by a... a subsidiary company and it exists as it does today right i thought it was going to be one of those things where like ferrari bought it no no uh ferrari insisted in to this very day uh that lamborghini are inferior cars and that they have great clutches like enzo ferrari did not at any point say sure have this one yeah he was just not none of it you got there's a lot to be said about consistency (laughs) Stick it if, you, if you are going to be a cantankerous old fuck, <laughs> then you stay on brand. <laughs> Chain smoking. <laughs> Fucking having your 16th espresso by 10 a.m. Oh, shit. All righty. What do you got? <clears throat> so, back in the 1960s, we're going now. People were experimenting with everything. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and dolphins. <laughs> On the uh, on the Caribbean island of Saint Thomas, yeah. So, a doctor by the name of John Lilly got money from NASA and the U.S. Navy to fund his experiment with the goal to speak to extraterrestrial life forms. Of it course, was a different time. <laughs> well, it was hey, space race. It made sense. That was contextually, when, it made sense. When the people awarding grants are on acid, holy fuck, <laughs> it's a great time to be alive. I'd love that you mentioned that particular drug. Anyway, <laughs> how does one prepare for? The task of speaking to aliens. Surely acid. How does one prepare? What are you? Some sort of fucking simpleton? <laughs> you obviously set up a facility in the Caribbean called the Dolphinarium and attempt to teach dolphins English. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, how... Hold on. <laughs> so, so, at what point was it decided that dolphins were the fucking conduit between extraterrestrials and humans? I reckon it's one of those things where they've gone, okay, so aliens won't speak English. You know who so else won't speak English? You know who don't speak dolphins? <laughs> dolphins? Yeah, literally, that's what I think the logic was. Oh, just a longbow. So where would one get the dolphins? The sea? <laughs> what are you? Some sort of... D- are you some sort of dullard? <laughs> obviously, your local dolphin no, merchant. Obviously, you take the dolphins from the TV show Flipper. 
which was not kidding. I am not kidding about that. That is a fucking fact. Which is weirdly 20 years away from being made. <laughs> no, no, no. This is uh no no no. This is bang on. Really? Yeah, the original flipper. Did you have you never seen the old flipper? No. It was it was, there was a it was TV show in about the sixties, yeah. Flipper was a was a show in the sixties. Wow. And yeah. that's where they got this idea. <laughs> that no, that's where they got the dolphins. <laughs> the sweet, tasty dolphins. <laughs> I'm so pissed that tuna is now dolphin free. <laughs> love that, love that tasty you, dolphin. You loved hoeing into a sweet can of smart fish. <laughs> yeah. Enter local scientist Margaret Ho. <laughs> oh my god! Did you struggle to pronounce that? <laughs> it's obviously how. So <laughs> I don't know what she did outside of work. <laughs> Sorry. She was clearly a farmer. So <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Local lady of the night, Margaret Ho. Anyway, <laughs> enter local scientist, Margaret Howe. Love it. Did I say local scientist? What I meant to say was just some lady. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Margaret, Margaret Howe, love it, was exactly that. This is the 60s, so if you're some guy who runs anything, be it a lemonade stand, a dolphinarium, yeah. or a free candy van, yeah. You don't think twice about letting some rando come in and have at it. Yeah, fair. So she does. She goes in every day and she just watches what goes on. She's a watcher. Yeah, she's a... (laughs) Aren't we all? (laughs) Not like this chick. (laughs) I can already tell because she's on this podcast that she is not like the rest of us. (laughs) It's kind of like a a game of spot the difference. Have you been featured in an episode of Shit Show? If yes, go to two. Two, you are fucked. <laughs> Surely you're on some sort of watch, watch list. list. <laughs> you're, you're the watched. <laughs> you are the watched. And you're also probably long dead. <laughs> <laughs> or very, very certainly some of your family are, <laughs> at least in my stories. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she goes in every day and she just watches what, what goes on. Uh, and then she hears about Dr. Lily, who runs the facility, wanting to teach the dolphins English. She asks if she can do it. And he says, what, what are your credentials? <laughs> <laughs> and she says, I was just walking by. He says, great, you're hired. <laughs> it was yeah. a different time. It was a better time. <laughs> and this, is, this, is why, this is why the boomers cop so much stick about everything they went to, because she just walked in. <laughs> And became a scientist <laughs> by asking, hey, what's up with those dolphins? Can I teach them English? Which is weirdly the exact slur that's been leveled by boomers at all subsequent generations. Your kids just walk in and you think you can have whatever you want. You want to be the CEO straight away. It's like you literally walked in yeah. and became a dolphin <laughs> English teacher. Yeah. Mum, fuck off. Yeah, actually get fucked. That's so bad. So... She, uh, so yeah, she gets, she gets hired. So she decides to try and train one particular dolphin named Peter. So over the next two years, she tries to get Peter to mimic human speech. Mm. So she speaks slowly, changes her pitch and tone, encourages him to say the phrase, hello, Margaret. Mm. It's also my father's name. Yep, sure is. Yep. The nasal ranger rides again <laughs> with his horseback phone. <laughs> <laughs> Leading a pod of whales, <laughs> right? So he, uh, so yeah, she she's trying to encourage him to speak the phrase "Hello, Margaret," 
Apparently, according to Margaret, the M sound was incredibly difficult for the dolphin to make without blowing bubbles in the water. Now, hold on. This motherfucker has right. no lips. Right. He so has <laughs> no lips and you're giving him shit. What's next? You're going to say Stephen Hawking was a shit marathon runner? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what is your fucking deal, Margaret? <laughs> Stevie Wonder played the worst <laughs> second base <laughs> in the history of the MLB. Just <laughs> had the worst sense of comprehension. <laughs> I just, I, I, he has no lips. How do you judge someone on something they don't even have and they can never get? Well, I think you sort of go back to the first point, which is that she has no credentials. There is absolutely no science surrounding this. So get at it. I'm just, I'm just getting visions of her uh, writing stuff in red pen, like, like your primary school teachers being like, mm, M needs work. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck <laughs> off. Like, I'm having visions of her gaffer taping a pen to his flippers and being like, draw an A. <laughs> draw an A. <laughs> so, at the same time, Dr. Lily is experimenting with LSD. <laughs> there we are. Which makes sense in the scheme of things because Margaret then says to him, hey, I reckon we'd get some real work done here where instead of them just being in a pool, the whole building should be the pool. What, sink the office? <laughs> I assume he's watching her melt like a psychedelic candle <laughs> at this point. And he thinks... <laughs> and he says, I love this it. This is the best <laughs> idea I've ever heard. So they purposefully flood the facility to give the dolphins more room. Are you fucking kidding? I am not kidding. This is why no one is allowed to have drugs at work. Yeah. <laughs> it's this reason. Just this reason. <laughs> I think it only needs to be one, to be fair. This is a pretty strong one. The others are all good, yeah. but this is very, very strong. <laughs> so now she lives in the facility on a raised platform above the pool. Again, everything is a pool with a desk. Hashtag <laughs> dolphinarium life. <laughs> yeah, Just put, dolphinarium <laughs> things. Most regularly in where's your office today. <laughs> it's always, <laughs> yep, it's still <laughs> me here at this desk surrounded by water. Yeah. Hashtag I'm an island. Yeah, it's just her hot dogs or legs post <laughs> in front of her desk suspended above water and dolphins. Anyway, she's working away with Peter, but things start to go off the rails. Why? Because Peter is a growing dolphin who has urges. Fuck. What? So the dolphin every day starts rubbing up on Margaret. Oh. All the time. Well, I mean, he can't say his M's. How yep. else is he going to learn? <laughs> How's about this for an M? He's maturing sexually. <laughs> He's I doing think, all. I think that's M for molestation. <laughs> 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 we'll come back to that. <laughs> it's a shame we aren't going through the whole alphabet. F for frottage. <laughs> <laughs> so he's doing everything that every sexually maturing adolescent boy does. He's hiding his porto magazines, dealing with bacne. <laughs> Hating his parents for no reason. <laughs> wondering when he'll get a horseback phone. <laughs> you know, all of it. All of his towels are shattering when they hit the floor. <laughs> anyway, Margaret's thought is less like, well, this is pretty fucked. And more like, I wish my boss wasn't on acid all the time. <laughs> and more like, well, this can bond us more. Oh, fuck. Because as we've established, she's random as hell. <laughs> so, so Maggie has jumped the shark. Oh, or yeah. dolphin, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> She's in very deep here. Yeah. 
what she noticed is that after she'd send Peter back to the female, so she'd finish working with Peter every day and then send him back to the two female dolphins, so the three dolphins total, but yeah. she only worked with the one. So, so he could uh, get at it dolphin style. Sure. But what she noticed is that after she'd send Peter back to the females who somehow weren't high, even after all the LSD, Dr. Lily was like jamming down their blowholes. <laughs> I am amazed. <laughs> he, would, he would just hate life. <laughs> so while, while she's uh, having one-on-one alphabet time with Peter... He's dropping he, acid he's with dolphins. He's just dropping acid with female dolphins. Yep. I mean, it's... Fun ha- fact out of this experiment... Acid does not affect dolphins. No, no. It, it, it affected it, Dr. It Lily, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was flying. He, he at no point wrote a report. No. <laughs> he did with finger painting. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. <laughs> Looks like a Jackson Pollock. Right. It, no, it was a Jackson Pollock. Jackson Pollock was, <laughs> was an <there>. acid-fueled <laughs> scientist <laughs> who finger painted with dolphins. Um, so, so Peter wasn't uh, loving life. Yeah, he wasn't loving life. Uh, the other ones the are on acid. And, uh, and so every time we go back to the females, he, he didn't care. So, but he'd be, always be super, super up for it when <laughs> Margaret was around. <laughs> so she did what any person would do and took matters into her own hands. No, don't. Literally. Actual, actual hands, no. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Saw that one coming. From, oh, <laughs> did you? she said. <laughs> <laughs> From then on, Peter would rub up on her and she would jack him off. Oh, fuck. Just a casual wristy while she's writing notes. This is We've all been there. <laughs> I think you and I have been in enough long-term relationships to know what a disinterested hand job is. Sounds like you and I are just on again, off again. <laughs> God damn it. Make up your mind, Rick. Um, but also, her boss, back to the uh, the inverse acid trip when the shit that you're seeing in real life is weirder than your trip, he would just be seeing his employee jacking off a dolphin while high and be like, i got to stop wow. doing this acid. <laughs> this acid is really <laughs> fucking me up. That is a real weird trip where you were jacking that dolphin off. Oh, yeah, acid trip. So, yeah, she, so she'd, yeah, give him a... Give him an old fashioned while he, after he'd uh, after he'd rubbed up on her, yeah, and uh, and then they just go about fucking learning their ABCs after that. Oh well, he's relaxed by that point. Well, exactly, but like the rest of us, maybe he just fell asleep. <laughs> <you know? laughs> he didn't didn't stay stay away for a lot of class. <laughs> I just want to make a note here, though. I hope our younger male audience doesn't think that you could just rub up on a woman that you barely know and she'll jack you off. That. That's that, it, it, that, that's what marriage is for. That all right? Has, if you want that, I can tell you then right you now, get it's married. Not. <laughs> If you if you think that at any point that that is going to work, <laughs> you are sorely mistaken. <laughs> it has a very low success rate. Note, I didn't say nil. <laughs> no, we're listening to the one instance of it working. <laughs> are you a dolphin? If yes, go to two. <laughs> so someone hears about this and articles pop up in famous scientific journals. Like Hustler magazine. Yes. So <laughs> Penthouse letters. No, I'm actually not kidding. It was Hustler. So <laughs> I bet it was. People are understandably weirded out. But the end was inevitable anyway due to lack of funding for the project. So six months later, the dolphins are moved to a bank building in Miami, leaving Margaret in the Caribbean. Peter the dolphin does not take this well. How do we know this? Uh, because he committed suicide, so he's dead. Oh. <laughs> dolphin's dead. I mean, it's. I, f- I feel like he... He certainly was the happiest dolphin. 
to, toward the earth. <laughs> he, 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 he went further than any dolphin had gone before. He said, Absolutely, push, but then he, the he, he but moved, also then he, he moved, killed himself. Yeah, he he moved over to Miami and uh, bought himself a fedora <laughs> and <laughs> wondered why the other chicks weren't into he, it. He invested in a food truck, <laughs> grew a neck beard, himself. <laughs> listen, grew a listen neck beard, to Will Smith wondering, on why, <laughs> wondering why chicks wouldn't jack him off. <laughs> yeah, there's only so many nightclubs you can get thrown out of <laughs> before you go. You know what? This isn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. Oh. That's good. Um, I mean, it's not good that he died, but it's a good story. Anyway, so... <laughs> Hoover. Not the guy, not J. Edgar. The vacuums. Sorry, I thought you just mispronounced the rapping name of Jay-Z. <laughs> Hoover. <laughs> Hoover. <laughs> H to the Izzo, ooh to the V-A. <laughs> the, the anthem of all domestic chores. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it's the yeah the number one anthem. The second one is that Pitbull song, which goes rumba, because <laughs> that is also a vacuum. <laughs> all righty. So Hoover, the company was started in 1908. Basically, department store janitor had dust allergies, and he was like, you know what? It'd be great if I could get rid of dust really quickly instead of sweeping it up. I could just suck it right up. And so, all of a sudden, creates a motorised fan motor, a carpet sweeper, Hoover's born. Um, because he sells that patent to his cousin's husband, William Hoover, launches the Hoover Company, begins selling vacuums uh, oh, all over the USA. Wow. It's just, uh, history is littered with people. People selling their good shit yeah, for fuck out. all. Totally. Like, oh, there's that bloke The McDonald's from, uh, one? The, the Apple guy? Oh, yeah. Uh, Fuck, what's his name? I forget, but, but he's he, the fourth he, guy. I want to say Ro- I want to say Ronald Wayne, but I can't remember his yeah, actual. Yeah, but he checked out with like eight hundred bucks or yep. something like that. Yep. It's yeah, it's the paper, the the share certificate where he signed out. Um, it's actually is, yeah, is they worth sold that, didn't they? Fucking millions. Yeah. Fuck, so hectic, crazy. Um. Anyway, so Hoover becomes synonymous with uh, with vacuum. So it's, it's like. Uh, it becomes a verb. It's the same way that you say, like, Googling, My mum still says Hoover. Hoovering. Mum, yeah. do you still say Hoover? Get in the car! <laughs> wow, she no. is pissed. <laughs> she, she's, I really shouldn't have lost my licence. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's so uh, ubiquitous in England that, yeah, it becomes, becomes really, really synonymous with, um, with the chore. So yeah, yeah. So everybody has a Hoover. It's one of the world's most trusted brands. The yep. royal family gives it um, the seal of approval. Like they put put that on about 20, 30 products that that are products that the royal family endorses and uses. English I had English no brands. No idea that that was a thing. Yeah, it's it's called. Where did it? Where did history go wrong? Where like the royal seal only used to be in wax for like communication via letter to other royals and has all of a sudden gone, been slapped onto vacuums. <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck happened in like 200 years? Mate, this has been around since the 15th century. It's called the Royal Warrants of Appointment. And what? It's, yeah, and it's for people who supply goods or services to the royal court uh, and it enables the supplier to advertise the fact that they supply the royal family. And you can't no buy it. It's, a, it's just they allocate them based on things that they like. That's insane. Fucking so are there oath. like so iPhones like would have like the royal seal or some shit? Uh you know what? We can find this out. 
I'm, I'm going to tell you who has, who has the royal warrant. Because I wonder whether it would have been shit back in the day, like, you know, houses that made, like, porcelain and, like, silverware and furniture and all those things that you associate normally with royalty or, like, you know, silk or, like, you know, stuff like that. And then <laughs> as time's gone on, it's like they are the royal vacuum. <laughs> they are the royal fruit bowl and the royal letter opener and table. It, mate, no joke. I've just opened it up. Fuck, it is a monster list now. <laughs> it goes, it's categorised. What is the royal TV? Is it Samsung? <laughs> it's probably easier to tell you who is on the partial table of past warrants. So people who've been removed from it. Uh, you Remo- ha- what, do you have to piss someone off to re- get removed? or? Yeah, once you're on... And 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 people it lists who's who's put them on and literally there's a column here and it's for example uh, what's a good one here um, Samsung Electronics <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> how do I how am I doing this how does this happen like every week, every week. I like so, call something from downtown how many TV <laughs> brands are there mate, yes so Destiny Thy Name Is Rig so so. They've been put on there by the Queen, the Duke of Edinburgh, and the Prince of Wales. So they're they're super endorsed because, oh, so because each most of them other get it. most other people are just on there by the Queen or just the Duke of Edinburgh. Like you, <laughs> just the Queen. Well, as in you get you get put forward by you get nominated by a member of the royal family. Yeah. But if someone loves the living shit out of you, then multiple people will do it, which means that you can put. Personally endorsed by the Queen. Personally endorsed by the Prince of Prince of Wales, etc. Oh my God! How the good Prince would it be? of it, Wales. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just like how bloody good would it be if it's just like someone has their favourite takeaway, and it's just like, and then they they piss you off because they like missed the sauce one time, and it's just like no longer war- royally endorsed. So fuck you, Titanic. Some some of these. A fucking suspect. Here we go. Pack X LTD, endorsed by the Queen. What? It is self-adhesive protection film. They are the what? royal manufacturers of self-adhesive protection film. Do what is what is <laughs> self-adhesive protection film? I assume that it is some kind of fancy tape. I think that it's actually what we know in the Muggle world as the invisibility cloak from <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> I, was, I, I think it might be tape, but also <laughs> a close second guess. <laughs> it's invisible. Right behind you, second comes wow. right after Just first. Just sitting right on the shoulder. <laughs> um, and then you've got other things like uh, Procter & Gamble on there for consumer products, Peter yeah. Jones on there for furnishings and linings. Sure, sure. Um, and then you have our Swarovski Optic um, for optical lenses, the Ritz, the hotel. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then you have this one, Shepard Neen. Heard of them? <laughs> no. They're endorsed by the Prince of Wales for beers. <laughs> <laughs> it dead set just says <laughs> beers. <laughs> everything, everything else is like high performance, per- personal computers and IT hardware. This one says fucking beers. That's so <laughs> Look good. Look it up. Shepherd Neem Limited. I Prince cannot wait. I really want to try it now. Uh, oh, Tom Smith, endorsed by the Queen for Christmas crackers and wrapping paper. What? 
That's fucked. It's That's dumb. so minute and detailed. <laughs> also, if you've ever wondered who the royal toiletry supplier is... I have, many it, times. It's Yardley of London, endorsed by the Queen and the Prince of Wales. Yes. The tenders of the royal anus, Yardley <laughs> of London. <laughs> anyway, so the people who've been dicked off this list are the following... Uh, Barrow and Gale, Leather Goods, uh-huh. Daimler, Who, uh, the, the, car, the company? car company. They've been fucked off. Um, Harrods. Oh, oh, huge. Brutal. This wow. Is like, Harrods are gone. This is like a bizarre royal version of fantasy sports. Isn't it insane? <laughs> Harrods. <This is> bizarre. <laughs> Harrods, huge loss. <laughs> They're on the IR list. How are they... How are they going to recoup next game? So Harrods were endorsed by the Queen, the Prince of Wales, the Duke of Edinburgh. They'd been on there since 1910 and they were removed in 2000. Wow. Holy shit. Uh, Volkswagen, of course, after the um, absolute (laughs) clusterfuck that was 2015. Sometimes this royal family because if anyone knows the royal family they are super german from way back big old the, deutsch before, yeah before they became really british yeah but geez it just seeps out sometimes <laughs> doesn't it <laughs> when volkswagen have the royal seal the people's car <laughs> literally is the translation good <laughs> but also you've got to wonder what ren's super wax shoe polish did to piss them off <laughs> They were on. <laughs> they were no joke. <laughs> on there from 1889 to 1936. Shoe polish. The royal shoe polish. Oh my god! No, something happened. So, I don't know what hap- happened oh, in 1936. Someone write us some fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Ren's super wax shoe polish? <laughs> oh my god! Fuck. All right. Anyway, so as I was saying, so Hoover had the uh, had the Stamp of approval from the royal family. Yeah. Big, big UK company at, at this point. Even though they were US based, they were the they were UK operations were the biggest. Well that's it, right? So my mum grew up in the UK and yeah, she still calls it a Hoover to this day. Yep. And in nineteen eighty seven, UK recession, European recession starts to starts to come through, Wall Street, etc. Uh, and Hoover's profits fell from hundred and forty seven million to seventy four million. So, they have massive levels of excess inventory piling up in their warehouses and their 50% market share in England starts to dwindle. Because obviously they've bought stock and had, had uh, stock made yeah. in anticipation of a certain yeah, amount of yeah, 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 yeah. So, they decide to do something drastic and in start of 1991, the UK branch was approached by a small travel agency called JSI Travel who was also feeling the squeeze of the recession and was looking for a way to offload cheap flights. Okay. So they pitched the company a very novel idea, which was a sales promotion where anyone who spent more than £100 on a Hoover product at a qualifying department store would get two free round-trip tickets to a destination in Europe. Jesus. So on paper, Hoover would sell its excess inventory and boost sales, and JSI would sell flights in bulk to Hoover and handle the bookings. And the way that they sold it in was that 
make it as hard as it just make it too hard to claim the flights. And so this was uh, the system. A customer buys a Hoover product for £100 and mails in a receipt plus an application within 14 days of purchase. Hoover sends them a registration form. The customer has 14 days to send it back. <laughs> Hoover then sends a travel voucher. The customer has 30 days to select three departure airports, dates and destination combinations. Hoover then has the right to reject the customer's choices. The customer can select three alternatives. Hoover finally has the right to reject these alternatives and select three combinations of its own choosing. If they still don't work, the customer is just out of luck. So, let me let me bring you. Up I to literally, speed you here. are fucking sending me to sleep. Holy <laughs> shit, that it's, is a great plan by them. <laughs> it's just so. It's fucked. a great plan by them. What this what this basically means is that Hoover buys in. They say, "Fuck yeah." We'll take all your excess flights oh, because no, no one's ever going to redeem any of these things. And they start running these newspaper ads. Two free flights with Hoover, no conditions. So people go, <sighs> cool. That, that would be the only time that I've ever heard any sort of promotion say no conditions. Everything has, has a terms condition. and conditions apply. So, so. No conditions? No conditions. Fuck. So, uh, 1992, Hoover products are flying off the shelves. Why? Because it's a fucking recession. And even though everybody is poor, they also need something to hang on to and a glimmer of hope. <laughs> so, the concept of a free holiday yeah. has everybody jacked. Yeah. So, everybody is going and buying shit from Hoover. And Hoover at head office are going, we're having the biggest sales months this is amazing because they haven't balanced their fucking P&Ls yet. <laughs> so all they're seeing is a shitload of sales. So on the 1st of November 1992, Hoover says, cool, well, we've got guys working at the warehouse seven days a week and at the factories to produce more vacuums. They haven't told head office that they're making more fucking vacuums to keep up with the demand of the competition at this point. So they haven't just cleared their, their leftover inventory they're literally making more fucking vacuums. Oh, Christ. And they go, this is going so well. Let's just expand it to America. So all of a sudden, Shit. <laughs> this thing is costing them 1,200 pounds every time it gets redeemed for a 100 pound minimum purchase. And, and Hoover, how often is it getting redeemed? Hoover thought that people would spend more in store. Um, because they were like... Like a loss leader type scenario, right? Well, they thought that people wouldn't spend exactly £100. They thought they'd come in and they'd get uh, a vacuum and a washer and a dryer sure. and they'd, they'd go ham. When they ran this past risk management professionals, they got advised that they could not get insurance cover for this. It was that risky. And Hoover said you know what, you just don't know a good idea when it slaps you in the fucking head. Shit. So they continue going with it and just see the money rolling in as dead set everybody is buying a fucking Hoover. Everybody. And when I say everybody, I mean in the middle of a recession, shops are selling out of the 120-pound vacuum cleaners, the cheapest thing that Hoover makes. Yeah. They make 30 pounds profit. On that, every time they sell it, and they're giving away. 
1,200 pounds of flights. All of a sudden, they stop and take stock. 300,000 vacuum cleaners have been purchased. Oh, my God. <laughs> over what? Over a 12-month period. 300,000. Jesus. Of this exact piece of shit vacuum cleaner. So it's just the one model, is it? The one model. Uh. And because they were like, we need to get rid of all of our excess stock, not just this one thing, they were making more of the piece of shit vacuum cleaner. So there's now 300,000 of the exact same vacuum cleaner. We'll come back to that. Yeah. But they have to deal with the fact that people are fucking resilient and they are jumping through all of these hoops. Yeah. And they want their goddamn holiday. (laughs) People are Don't we all though? People are pissed because all of a sudden head office got wind of this. They did the maths. The company generated 30 million pounds in gross sales from the promotion. The cost of the flights was conservatively estimated to be more than 100 million pounds. Oh, shit. Of the received applications. Oh. Not just that's not the projections, that's just the ones that they had that were redeemed at that point. Oh my god. So they started saying that people had missed deadlines, that they'd done it wrong, uh, that they were invalid, that they yeah. were lost. And then all of a sudden news broke that no one had been given a free flight and people fucking lost it. <laughs> this guy Harry Sichi, he forms the Hoover Holiday Pressure Group. <laughs> <laughs> which is basically just a, <laughs> m- a mass of people who decided, you know what, it's a recession. I don't need my pesky normal job. <laughs> I'm going to be a full-time protester. <laughs> so <laughs> they all become full-time protesters. I, it actually, the way that it's worded, it sounds like they are protesting to get people to clean on their holidays. <laughs> The <laughs> holiday pressure group. You gotta stop leaving hey, these hotels so dirty. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care the, if the maids do come every day. You fucking vacuum this floor, you pig. <laughs> so this guy comes out. It's it's more than four thousand members in a matter of days. Yeah. And it's, it's and this is before Facebook. Fucking oath. This guy comes out and he says, We don't want blood, we want tickets. And that becomes this headline oh, that's great. across the UK. And t- why wouldn't it be? That's good. Completely. Uh, then other people start taking way more drastic measures. 42-year-old Dave Dixon, who's a farmer, is like, you know what, I've got a fucking novel idea. I'll order a Hoover to my place, and then when they arrive to drop it off, I'm going to park the delivery van in with my truck. And he does that and holds the delivery driver hostage (laughs) for 13 days. (laughs) (laughs) Until the High Court of England demands his release. Because when the cops rocked up, he was like, you can't come on here, it's trespassing, you've got to come back with a warrant. And they were like, oh, okay. And they left and didn't come back for 13 days. <laughs> so just to give you an idea of how slow Good. the wheels of justice turn in England. Good. As, as Good we've by seen Scotland with, Yard. As we've seen with Brexit. Anyway, so they eventually a court says, you're going to have to fucking pay some of these people or give them free flights. So they offload £20 million into a free flights fund. This doesn't touch the sides. Yeah, no. Again, every couple of months, they're having to offload a stupid amount. Then £72 million 
another Ooh. five months later for 220,000 customers. Why didn't they... S- so had they stopped the promotion? Yep. They would j- Right. They'd stopped it by this point, but there were still... They'd given so out... They paid out 300,000 people. Fuck. There were still 350,000 people left. Shit. So they just went, nope, that's enough of that. We, well, there's, there's nothing left. We can't pay anybody else. Problem was... Remember those 300,000 uh, Hoovers that I spoke about that had yeah. been bought? So everybody that had bought them didn't want them. So when these guys went, came out the other side of the recession and went back to trying to sell vacuum cleaners, guess what flooded the British market? <laughs> 300,000 unused fucking Hoovers, yeah. which were going for five bucks. <laughs> so all of a sudden, up shit creek without a paddle. Yeah. And the UK uh, instalment of Hoover was sold to some Italian company for a hundred million bucks of loss. They bought it for, for about $10 million, oh. the entire thing, which had 50% of the market share, the whole of Europe. Hoover, from there, the royal family pulled the seal off. They said, no more royal warrant for you. Uh, and Hoover, from there, got absolutely cooked because Dyson came through. Yeah, yeah. Hoover Worldwide didn't have enough money in their marketing pot because they'd had to pay out all of the free flights. People yeah. couldn't dance with Dyson, yeah. and now they are fucked. And completely you know what? defunct. Funny thing that you were saying about like people making Hoover synonymous with vacuums. People say Dyson all the time yep. now. Exactly. And you know what Dyson aren't going to do? Give you anything cheap or free ever. Never. That shit costs oh the my same God. as a car. What about that thing where it's, it just looks like a lollipop with nothing in the middle? You know that th- that fan where it's just like it's just a thing and it's got a circle? Like You know what I'm saying? Wait one sec. You been this old thing? I <laughs> cannot believe you fucking have that thing. <laughs> what is it though? It's a fan. No, it isn't. There's it is. nothing to... Where's the air come from? It comes out of the size of the thing. It's science. No. Nah. It's a Stargate. No, nah, it's not Stick science. Stick your head through it. No, nah, I'm not doing... No. Nah. Got, I got that for free because we did Dyson's no, Christmas no, no. party. No one gets anything Dyson for free. Oh, no. They got a free band. I think we made a huge loss. <laughs> <laughs> that is a huge loss. How much does a band cost? Pass. <laughs> How much does a Dyson fan cost? $600. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even that's not even a fucking big one that I was talking about. No. There are ones that look like fucking space heaters. Correct. They, Those look, they, they are the size of actual stop signs. Yeah. They, I'm pretty sure that all Dysons are manufactured off the specs of old Star Wars ships. I also can't shake... One of my favourite movies growing up was Terminator 2 Judgment Day and the guy who initiates Judgment Day is a guy named Miles Dyson. <laughs> and when they first came out, the fans, I mean, I was like... Oh no, it's Cyberdon. <laughs> Skynet will rise. <laughs> Ugh, loose. Anyway, that's the end of the story about Hoover. And I think, have you got any more? No, I'm good. Yeah, me too. Sick. Great. Do you want to tell the people how they can get in contact with us? Or we you just did that thing again? It was just like, what? Are you going to say something? Yeah, I was waiting for you. <laughs> tell the people what they can do to send us information. Step one, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, Make sure that you get in touch with us via Facebook. Just enter shit show, all one word, 
into your search bar, find us through there, or give us a follow and slide into our DMs on Instagram. We are Gus and Rig at G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G, or if you've got something a bit meatier, you want to get an ad on the air, which we've uh, we just received an ad this week, So, which wasn't on this podcast, but it'll be coming up soon. <laughs> but if don't, you want an don't ad... Don't explain to people that we plan anything ahead of time. Fair enough. If you want an ad, yeah, hit us up on any of those channels or send us an email to shitshow.au at gmail.com. Absolutely. And if you are a whale... Welcome. We enjoy your ear. I'm off to go sniff a line of <laughs> krill. <laughs> Get real high on your own supply. <laughs> yeah. See you, guys. Bye. Uh-huh.